Welcome to the Midwest Scrubcast. I'm Emily Rastel, and I'll be your pilot for the party bus today. Joining us in the gunner slot is Clint AC Face Houston. Hello, hello. And joining us in the crew slot is the Midwest Scrub himself, Dan Peterson. Hello. And in the smuggling, snuggling compartment department, um, Matt Cargo Shorts Carry. <laughs> They're not even fancy cargo shorts. <laughs> they are not fancy, no. I they I don't like the color. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> Who are these guys? Oh, yeah. So also we, we stuffed some other people in there as well. So we have uh Stephen Ford and Andrew Knuckles, aka Big Acrylic. Um, Stephen, I don't. Do, do you do you sad face? I don't know. He he doesn't have a moniker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I suddenly was lost because like everybody has nicknames, but we'll just call you sad face. I, I get accused of being Eeyore a lot. Yeah. So. So sad face. <laughs> yeah, even though that that nickname actually started out as a as a joke from Halo, and and not as like a my attitude more just because i you could make the the noise in local chat in halo so what was the noise in local chat it's the noise donkeys make (laughs) (laughs) so you would just spam this to annoy people right yeah well you know in in halo multiplayer Mm -hmm. you could team chat but also Mm -hmm. if you were talking on the mic and you were near enemies they could hear you so instead of (laughs) Instead of teabagging people, I would like run down a hallway with a shotgun and just as I ran down and turned the corner, just rawr, rawr, as I left. So. so you said something earlier I'm not familiar with. You said teabagging people. What is? Oh, you, you don't know what teabagging is? Wait, what? Yeah. I do not know that. Dan is not a gamer. <laughs> do, I, do I need to give the history of, of uh, well, bad think, manners in video games? I, th- I think we'll be all right. Um, no, no. I, so. I think this needs to be. You think this needs to happen? Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, explain this to me, Stephen. (laughs) So, as far as I know, Halo Uh is the first place it started for me, at least, right? That's where I first saw it. This is where you began your adventures in teabagging? Not not Counter Strike? I, I, so Counter Strike. Well, so I always sniped in Counter Strike, so I was never close. Oh, yeah, you never, you were never in the fray. I was going to go near people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But so teabagging is basically use the crouch command, you know, rapidly to squat on your opponent's dead body. Okay. So you're teabagging. So why would this be teabagging? Because I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you. <laughs> yeah. um, the reason it's called teabagging is probably not a subject for this podcast. Uh, so we'll, we'll explain yeah, we, we, that to you, you after ex- the fact. You can extrapolate from that. Yeah, just you okay. know, safe right. search. If you've got kids at home, don't let them see the screen. <laughs> All right. So so you guys are are from somewhere, right? Um, we don't. We're, we're not getting into that. We well, don't I care mean, about that right you now. You can you can pass it back to me before we get into that. Oh, if you we're going to pass it back to other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyways, Matt, do things. Okay. All right. So Dan's uh, in the front of the bus trying to get a hold of the wheel. He's like, I want to drive <laughs> for a bit. <laughs> All right, uh, and I'll I'll toss it back to Emily, the terror rastle rastle. I feel like mostly I just hit the emergency brake. <laughs> like that's the extent of my driving of the bus. Just. <laughs> Just, on the emergency just so break. long as the intro is a train wreck, you're <laughs> right. fine with what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you have hey. a book? <laughs> that, that's a question from Matt, and it, he has a, he has a notebook with notes in it. Because it has notes in it oh. on Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh wow! Matt Matt is prepared. Why are you prepared. I don't know why <laughs> this Matt's is prepared. He, I he's not a prepared. scrub. Don't I you? Int- he. I mean, we put okay. him we put that's him fair. in the in the smuggling compartment. We gave him reason. license yeah. to not be a scrub, and he is now taking it to the next level by preparing notes ahead of the episode. <laughs> Remember when we used to have notes for the entire podcast? That was like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All 
back when people were prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Okay. Um, anyway. All right. So welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Midwest Scrubcast. Uh, you may recognize the voices of our guests who are currently from the uh, fledgling Spoilers Intended podcast, but... Who, is it fledgling at this point? I mean, I okay. Been... The, the, we're, we're, the still, relatively... we're, we're still under a year in. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I call just, that fledgling. A, Isn't that the definition it's a of fledgling? Year. I, I'm yeah. year. But you're already on season two, which uh, that kind of came up before the podcast. We were like, how, how are they on season two? And we don't have a season two. We don't have a season two. We've been doing this for years <laughs> and we don't have a season two. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. How does one demark a season? Uh, yeah. Well, um, change in hosts. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say. For oh, them. okay. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. That explains it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We've other so than when moving we Matt, Matt it, off the podcast, we should have changed the season too. Uh, yeah, when <laughs> yeah. when we demoted him, uh, we should demoted with each guest. each mm-hmm. each demotion and promotion should have been a change in oh season. <laughs> We're on season like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one time I came back for one episode as a crew member, and then it was like, oh, and then you won the Windy City Trials. Okay, you're back to being a guest. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> So that would have been a one-episode season, you know? Yeah, yeah, been... one-episode season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so that's their only podcast. All right. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, Good I mean, to know. Uh, most people know them from the Birmingham Barons podcast. That, oh, uh, Matt, you gave it away. I was going to make the people guess. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So uh, would you like to give a uh, brief explanation of what your uh what your podcast is yeah i mean yeah sure uh so um spoilers intended is a movie review or a series not uh, series and films review podcast uh that basically covers anything from popular media to um to older films uh and just kind of everything in between we got anime in there we have you know more artistic films we have you know marvel films that kind of thing and um we used to do books we we have kind of moved away from that just because the to review a book takes a lot of uh, time and um and um well to review a book properly yes (laughs) uh but uh yeah beyond that um you know we're we try and release once a week and uh, we have some new bonus episodes coming out relatively soon and uh, that are going to be Patreon paywalled. I'm sorry, oh. but it's only a dollar. And that means I get, I get <laughs> oh. it. Oh. Okay. I'm going yeah. to tease with the first, the first one we recorded. The three of us went through and did a tier list on all of the mainline Star Wars movies. Okay. So you actually did a Star Wars one instead of just hitting your standard Star Wars reference throughout an episode. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's um it's an hour of of us basically having to vote and agree on what um, whichever movie lands on what grade we give it. So if if all three of us don't agree on on anything, we have to vote for it at the end of of each little mini segment. Yeah, and like like all the great moments in the prequels, it involves a lot of politicking of <laughs> someone to come up or go down in their ranking. So, yeah. So there's there's three of you on the podcast. That correct. Is correct. Yeah. And, our other uh, host, why Ryan. why is the other person not here? <laughs> uh, so we we discussed it, and obviously y'all are a, a X wing based podcast. 
<laughs> an original conception. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, go. that's fair. Yeah, the the placements on this crew are are due to performances in X Wing tournaments, not mm -hmm. bowling tournaments. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, our other host Ryan doesn't doesn't have a whole lot of familiarity with game or anything, uh, and also doesn't doesn't know a new y'all. So yeah. we were, oh. he he was he was like, yeah, I mean, I can join in, but like. So what you're like saying is better. that he does not love us. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is correct. He's he, not here. He heard that Dan was, was going to be talking to us, and we we're like, no. no. <laughs> Wow! Right now, okay. I think he, I think he may make, be making a leap in their love as well. But, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I I can say personally that I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast. I I am one of their patrons, so I, at least I get to enjoy some of this this upcoming content. It seems like it's something up your alley for sure. Yeah, well, it definitely the is. film reviewing thing. Yeah, 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 yeah it's I hyper analyze films and books and whatnot so it's definitely right up my alley and, and and just kind of elaborate more on the actual format of the podcast so whenever we review a film we basically have five pillars of review so we have uh like a technical review section which is more which is like spectacle um so like cinematography graphics um uh, choreography that kind of thing if you have action scenes then you have performance which is obviously how the actors perform how they um, you, you know, just like, did their emotions come across the screen, that kind of thing. Then you have score, which is just for the music and the sound design. Uh, and then you have the plot, obviously, generally the most important part of any film or, or TV show. And then we have uh, entertainment, which is basically like, hey, it could be really bad, but we also really loved it. So um, that, that lets us kind of um, uh, even out some certain things like, you know, because sometimes the movie just has a terrible plot. And you're still gonna love it. it just yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, my my the example I always go to for that is when I went to go see Snakes on a Plane. I walked out of that movie. I I went into that movie knowing I was not going there for cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> but when I walked out of that movie, I was like five stars out of five for what a movie called Snakes on a Plane could be. <laughs> they, they hit. Yeah, yeah it, it it's exactly what it intended to be. Uh, so I actually remember going to see that movie in theaters, and I was the exact same way. I was just like, "Is this going to be Samuel L. Jackson on on a plane and getting mad about snakes?" It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> it nailed it. <laughs> Got exactly what I wanted. Perfect. Oh jeez. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you for that overview. We encourage the uh, the listeners to go check out Spoilers Intended, which I assume can be found on all typical podcast platforms yes. and such. Hmm. Yeah. They even have a website, which is... What? Oh. Spoilers uh, that is, that is... Yeah, wow. it's, it's a little out of date. Um, I need to spend some time this week to update everything, um, just because we got out of the habit, and then we had the season change with uh, swapping mm -hmm. over from our old host to the new host. And, um, and then I was sick because of Gen Con, yeah, um, for yeah. getting COVID, and then okay. I've been catching up on orders. So okay. there we are. But you'll yeah. be sure to do that before we release this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very good. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to remember to put that link in the in the description of the episode. Yeah, yeah so yeah. people can find it. Um, cool. All right. So in the uh, in the uh, whatever theme vein of spoiler uh, spoilers intended. Yeah. We... We're going to spoil some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Intentionally. Oh, yeah. That, so uh, something you guys do, the spoiler wall. Do you want to address that? Sure. That's all, Steven. 
Okay. Yeah, so so we wanted to set it up in a way where, yes, we do intend to give spoilers, but we don't want to just step right out the gate and be like, you know, Snape killed Dumbledore, deal with it, scrubs. Uh, <laughs> spoilers, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, Only we on the fourth s- book, man. Step out. <laughs> we wanted to step out and be able to talk about the movie and give scores and kind of an overview and, you know, should you see it, should you not see it, etc. Uh, before we get into any kind of the intensive analysis where we really break it down so the first generally third but sometimes even as, as much as the first half of the episode is devoted to you know, non-spoiler talk totally safe and we make it really clear hey you know from here on out it's gonna be spoilers and oh. i know we've had several listeners who based on the first segment have really been like oh well, this sounds really cool i should you know stop pause it not spoil myself and go and watch this or read it or whatnot and then come back and be like oh yeah that was really good i i don't think we've had someone come back to us yet and say you know you said this was really good i'm mad because that was not good (laughs) (laughs) so that's actually uh how i got introduced to red rising uh the book series um i listened to the spoiler wall and before the spoiler wall and i was like oh this sounds interesting went through the first book and then returned to the podcast and listened to the rest of it so Red Rising was actually our first listener suggestion from uh, Brent Wong, who some of y'all, the X-Wingers here, may know. Mm-hmm. And I think we all three of us kind of looked at the book. And we're like, mm, this looks YA-esque. And you know, started to read it. Like, oh, it's first person, present tense. I'm like, is, is Brent trolling us right now? <laughs> like, okay, well, well, we'll commit. We'll get through it. And like, dang, this is actually a really good recommend. Yeah. Yeah, we, we ended up finishing the like, – or Stephen and I ended up finishing the trilogy of, of the books within like a month. Oh, I mean I was – by the time – You, you were we, like two weeks because yeah, you read by, so fast. By the time that we recorded the episode, I had to be careful because I'd already finished the second book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like spoil in – like beyond the spoiler allowance. Oh, you have spoiler allowances as well, well as spoiler walls. So yeah. this is not well, a wall also, of spoilers. Yeah. This is a wall to keep spoilers out yeah. then, right? Yeah. Well, we also have disbelief dollars. dollars. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, disbelief, yeah, disbelief dollars are important. Wow. If you're going to if you're going to hang two 15th century galleons underneath helicopters and have a fight across the space between them you're gonna you're spending a lot of disbelief dollars that is a lot of disbelief dollars yeah. i saw that movie and i agree <laughs> <laughs> on paper it is a really cool concept in execution it is like ooh, i don't know about this uh-huh. yeah. see and this is a thing this is a place where i very very much differ from matt like matt i think goes through all of those where he's talking you know thinking about the score and the plot and so on and so forth and then there's some value in there for entertainment value Whereas for me, I approach movies and TV shows purely based on entertainment value. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, it is, uh, I, it's always one of those things where, you know, like obviously we, we run a review podcast and it's, it, you always feel, um, you know, like you're overcritical about things and just nitpicking every little, you know, detail and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is totally fine to just sit down and watch a movie and enjoy it, even if it's a terrible film. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, like there, the- there are, the movie with the helicopters and the, the, the ancient ships, like, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, Dan's a weird one. It was, it was reasonably entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, uh, so for me, part of enjoying the film is dissecting it. Like, even if it's like, like, uh, we'll say like The Dark Knight is a really fantastic film. I really movie. love that film. But there's still stuff that I look at it and I'm like, mm, 
Yeah. What about this part? You like know? what? Yeah. What? Like what? Uh, so spoilers. there's a, a spoilers uh, for a movie from 2008. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a point where uh, Batman jumps out a window chasing after Rachel Dawes, uh, who got thrown out the window by a the Joker. That right. scene ends. He, you know, saves her. But then it never addresses what happens. The The Joker and his thugs are still up there with a bunch of rich people holding them hostage. It never says what happened. Did Batman go back up the stairs? Did he ride an elevator and, you know, oust them? It just never says anything. Huh. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, yeah that, that I do, though. A, that you know, definitely... That's something that <laughs> yeah. when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, huh, interesting. It, I, you know, it's like, Whatever. I, but it, for most, most times just Christopher Nolan, he's very good at just moving the action along, continuing the action along. So you, you, your uh, disbelief dollars, you don't even realize that you spent one. Uh, mm-hmm. it, he doesn't give you time to think about, <laughs> yeah. to think about those plot holes that just yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he yeah. took one out of your wallet without even realizing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Me and Emily, uh, tend to analyze films and, and stuff like and yeah. TV shows after we watch them a little bit not probably as much as as you do or not as much as Matt I don't think yeah, but clearly not as much as yeah we, do, I think we land somewhere in the middle like we yeah. we are can't take something from as from face value like Dan does and it's just like yeah that was that was good uh-huh it was uh-huh. fun even if I did enjoy well, it or didn't enjoy it whatever I still tend to analyze it in some way or another well, and sometimes, you know, if if they're if the action is so fast paced and you're just so entertained that they're able to, you know, pull a fast one, you know, that's yeah. You don't go to a magic show to stand up in the middle of the show and be like, "He's cheating! There's two people! He's cheating!" <laughs> you, know, you, you go to be, you know, wild and entertained. So you have to lean into it a little. It's just, yeah. If the if the magician bends over and you can see the whole deck of cards in his back pocket, then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're not doing a good job. Yeah. So. Have you ever been to a magic show? I have. Did okay. he bend over? Shows, did, did, Was did, there a deck of did, cards? <laughs> no. So it's funny. My my personal favorite type of magic show is where, you know, it's all about misdirection, right? So you're yeah. trying to do something that is cheating, right? It's not. It's not. There's not real magic here. They're they're pulling something off. Maybe. But there needs to be some type of misdirection. So I love the, the kind of modern that. magic shows where the misdirection is almost a clown show. Yeah, the, like, yeah. the humor. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's not. He's he's making mistakes. But at the same time that it looks like he's messing up, he's also doing so well that he's like, oh, he's fumbling this off to the side. But he's also, you know, passing something up his sleeve or in his palm or whatever. And so, yeah. Man, that's that's really hard to practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I suppose in the... So, so listeners of the Scrubcast may remember that, like, two episodes ago, we were talking about the book of Boba Fett, and we, mm-hmm. and we, we told our audience then that we were intending to also talk about uh kenobi but then we ended up uh talking slash maybe complaining about the book of boba fett for so long uh <laughs> yeah, yeah that we never actually that quite we got. never got around to the kenobi show so in uh to to take advantage of our of our knowledgeable guests who mm-hmm. uh enjoy reviewing shows we are going to have a little discussion about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I don't know that we're prepared, unless Matt with his notebook is prepared. I don't know that we're prepared to break it down into those five well, very not, specific not categories. Quite. See, but, see um... we, we, I guess we're, we're trying to branch our, our podcast out a little bit and like going into the whole like movie review thing. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, I, I think I, we, 
since you guys are here today, we definitely should use that spoiler wall thing. You know, I think that's I think that's kind of cool. But like, do we put that here? We yeah, we already much. yeah we we wait, what do we put the spoiler, spoiler wall right here? Spoiler wall is right wall here. Yeah, we're, we're right, right here right now. And then <laughs> we the Scrubcast uh, are going to from here on rate. Uh, the movies and the shows in five pillars. <laughs> uh, I just I just hear theft right now. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, could be all that this podcast actually is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's every actually, podcast. Is, is the, good, good artists imitate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Works to live by. Is there any original X-Wing content anymore? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> um, all right. So, I don't know. Uh, Matt, since you're the most prepared with your list of notes over notebook. there, um, is there some place that you want to start when talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Did you have the notebook in your cargo pants? No. I, uh, these part, these part, you know what? Never mind. I was about to say they couldn't fit in the pargo. I think Pargo. The pargo. Pargo pockets. Pargo pockets. pockets. Yeah. Oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, the cargo pockets. But... Uh, but they probably could fit in the pockets. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not entirely certain where to start. Um, I, episode, I, one. <laughs> episode one. Episode one? Yeah. I feel like yeah. we should talk about Leia first. She was a gem. Mm-hmm. She was she was a, a solid part of the show. You always gamble on child actors because um, they, could, they, they could be very terrible. You know, I... I just to draw a uh, Star Wars a parallel, line? <laughs> you could look. Oh, no. You could look at Jake Lloyd. Where I mean, he. I don't know what he was working Wasn't with. Wasn't he but the architect? He was just okay. <laughs> what? what Who? Jake Lloyd, the kid that played Anakin Skywalker. Not Frank Lloyd. Not Frank Lloyd. <laughs> no, not Frank. Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean, to, to Jake's defense, uh, I don't know that he was, was given much yeah. hope uh, with the directing and dialogue writing he had. But yeah. yeah, he probably didn't have much to work with, but he Are he you was an angel? Bit... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, you're seeing that contrast where it's like, yeah, a kid with poor direction or, you know, there's just kids that, you know, can't act. But Leia, uh, honestly, I should probably have looked up the kid's name but she did a fantastic job like i was like okay she's got believable emotions she seems to be i mean she looks she seems a little mature for her age but i've met kids that are mature for their age um uh the actress's name is vivian lyra blair that, that's what i was gonna say I was really thinking. <laughs> right at the tip of my tongue <laughs> yeah. I, I i too have notes yeah. oh, oh very nice yeah. I did warn we, them we that did, we were talking about this. They're probably more prepared. Yeah, we, we did Obi-Wan yeah, they, actually as an episode uh, oh. ooh, five episodes ago. Okay. What episode number was that? Do you know? Uh, I can I can pull it up. Hold on. Yeah. If you want. See, since we don't we since we don't have like uh, an I mean, actual format for like not spoiling stuff and everything, we tend to just if we're gonna talk about a series or or a movie or something, we wait long enough yeah, that like yeah, yeah. if we're yeah, if, that's, if you that's listen smart. through and we're spoiling, that's your fault. Like <laughs> it's been a few months <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, that's always that's always the catch twenty two of of wanting to review anything that that's current, um, just because like there's just no other way around it beyond just you either get spoiled immediately or yeah. you just have to be you just can't 
talk about spoilers at all and yeah. then it it makes the review a lot harder to make yeah mm -hmm. it, it, it's uh i think the practice is called tent pulling whenever you're like okay we have to strike while the iron's hot so we either mm -hmm. when obi-wan comes out we do the obi-wan episode immediately or we do a different related product so you would do like you know episode four you know where it's something related to obi-wan um yeah so mm -hmm. yeah uh so I mean, since you guys have already done this episode, like we can wrap. This yeah, up, we'll, we'll right? just turn We're off done. our mics. And you guys, <laughs> so, uh, we will link you guys no. to uh, their episode. Go back to talking about Minecraft now. And, uh, <laughs> no, this no, this. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say this. This can be a little, a little teaser for the for the audience who maybe wants to go and listen to more of spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get a, they see if they go listen to the spoilers intended episode, they will get a proper breakdown of all five. Um, yes. You know, categories. <laughs> it's just gonna be a mishmash. Yeah. Where, whereas about. this will just be a, a rambling uh, yeah. randomness, um, and it's fine. Yeah. That, but that can be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, that's also fun. Yeah, yeah so y'all yeah. are, are all Star Wars fans, yeah, right? True. Oh, yeah, true. for sure. <laughs> See, I'm having a hard time thinking of, like, how do you talk about something without spoiling it? And I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, how, how does that work? How do you guys do that? Uh, I mean, it's hard. We, we tend to just kind of steal with Obi-Wan content go do, do it with Obi-Wan content <laughs> <laughs> like, like give me give me the example really, give me an example about mining Kenobi. them to get the episode here <laughs> oh man uh, that's uh, Stuart you know, episode 4 us please the trailer and then you just discuss what happens in the trailer yeah, was, right? oh, so we just gonna start I mean, with Obi-Wan you know on Tatooine and it's been a decade since the events of uh, Revenge of the Sith and you know, we have Luke and we have Leia as children and something happens and that's going to force Obi-Wan out of his comfortable hiding place. You know, that kind of stuff. And then mm -hmm. shenanigans ensued. Should, bingo, nailed it. Okay, so, <laughs> and, so and, you, and, and, you know, you just keep it as, as general as possible and um you know it's like oh you know uh ian mcgregor did such a fantastic job yeah. um as obi-wan and that's what he did oh yeah uh but uh you know and you don't really talk about anything until we get past the spoiler wall of like oh well whenever he does the spoiler know, wall end now though the, so the inquisitors thing in episode six or whatever that Fortress like then... inquisitorious <laughs> episode four excuse me yeah uh so is this where the spoiler wall ends right now, though? What I'm confused about, though, is if you just, you know, kind of address the stuff in the trailer, mm. essentially, or like a trailer. Like, in my experience, trailers spoil oh the gosh, best parts I of the hate. movie all the time. I don't watch trailers, so, like, I don't watch well, trailers because I don't want to know. Yeah, what's, I, I, I don't want to know I, the whole movie. Come on. I, I will say that they did a really good job at keeping mm. the fact that Leia was in this season of obi-wan quiet until like yeah. you started watching the episode and you're like oh what this is yeah. like totally not what i was expecting which i liked that yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah at the risk of you know angering some star wars fans because it definitely read as if it was going to be oh this is gonna be all about obi-wan and luke and yeah. then they kind of i hesitate to call it a bait and switch but they pulled a good trick yeah mm -hmm. yeah a misdirection right, if you will yeah. and yeah. definitely some people mad about that but I... uh you know. I definitely am not. Uh, so one of my like praises of the show is while uh, Obi-Wan had every right to spend the entire series on the planet Tatooine, <laughs> they actually left, which is one of my giant criticisms of Book of Boba Fett was that we, we were on and this stupid dust planet again. <laughs> they used the, use the desert planet all the time in yeah. Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, okay, very, very sick of Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, to to leap off the the point, uh, like you said, um, Obi, uh, Ewan McGregor just nailed nailed the role. I mean, granted, it, it's largely his role, so <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but, but he he hit the emo- emotional notes right. Like when uh, it's revealed that Anakin is still alive, you know, in the form of Darth Vader. Like the just the expression on his face was like, "Ow, wow, I actually feel that," you mm-hmm. know. And uh, mm-hmm. when he's uh, fighting Vader the second time, you can see the emotion there. Wait, Vader's alive? Is that, is that a spoiler? I don't know. <laughs> uh, spoilers. Uh, Vader is Luke's father, and he is alive. Um, but also, anytime like Obi got wistful, uh, like thinking about Anakin or Padme, mm-hmm. like when there's yeah. a yeah. point where he's talking to Leia in their riding in the back of a truck and he's like, yeah, you remind me of your mother. You know, it's just like, Oh wow. That, you know, and then just goes on to describe some nice traits about Padme and you're like, yeah, they were friends, weren't they? You know, <laughs> especially if you watched the, yeah. uh, the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely can hit a little more home. It's like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. They did. They did spend a lot of time. One, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite scenes that um, him and young Leia had was, I think it was actually at, at the end of the, the episode where they, um, they he rescues her from, from Inquisitorious Fortress C, and um, <laughs> which wasn't really a good episode, but uh, whenever they are they they are on the transport and like kind of escaping, and she kind of has this realization that like people just died for to save me specifically. And, like, they just kind of have this moment where, like, you know, everyone else is really sad and she's like, well, I'm safe. But then, like, I understand that people just sacrifice their lives for me to get there. And, like, that was one of those scenes where I'm like, wow, that actually made the episode, like, quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that did hit pretty well. For, especially for a kid. I mean, it's, it's per- oh, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, precocious as she does come across. Uh, having kind of that emotional connection was good too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too easy to kind of pull, come across kind of I don't know like you know young Sheldon where you're, it's just obnoxious. <laughs> I, I've not watched the show, but it's it probably now. because I just assume it's going to be obnoxious. I've, it, I've it, watched. Good. Oh no no no! Um, I was just gonna say you're missing out on nothing. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I barely touched. I touched it long enough to be like, "Yep, this is this is exactly what I expected." Moving on. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, um, are we at the point where we can stop praising the Leia actress and talk about the the chase scenes? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Just, oh no. Just building off of the uh, pattern of oh, you the, thought we liked the speeder show. chase from <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Uh, there's two different chase scenes of Leia in this one, and both of them were like atrocious. What? Yeah. The first one brutal. <laughs> like it. it yeah. Like it really should have just been a okay. Here's Flea. The oh no, there's actually there's actually a, a a really short YouTube video that says like this fixes this scene. Yeah, and it is that like it's the bad guys are standing in the woods. She walks out there and it's just like, who are you? And he's and like all the other people walk up and then and it's just bag over the head. That's f- it. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> done. Scene is done. Yeah. No running through a pre like a built set. That has like fake trees and fake bushes that are like no not actually big enough by a to twig. stop a grown man, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it did. And then just like, uh, like you could tell that they're slowly oh, running at yes, slow motion running. They're slow mo so running, horrible. yeah. Because the, the set wasn't that big. Yeah. 
Oh man, it, that was a rough <laughs> watch. And then in like in the second episode, it wasn't as egregious, but like uh, the marketplace. Yeah, or she she mm-hmm. runs away from Obi, and it's like ah, he really could catch her if he was trying a little bit harder. But then she ducks underneath something that literally Obi would have had to crawl to get under. It was like okay, she got away. This one makes a little more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the marketplace one was fine and wouldn't have been so bad if it wasn't precursor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Yes. The, the 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 woodland uh-huh. chase scene. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that, that was... Oh, are we also going to talk about the trench coat then? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have to. So, uh, talking about the, the escape from the fortress Inquisitorius. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, like... It's just two raccoons in a... In a <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's, there's things uh, that you could have done, done to make trick, it a little more believable. It, it, it was still a hard sell, but, like, mm-hmm. you had the thing where there was, like, 60 people on this landing platform, mm-hmm. and I'm like... If there had been like two or three, you could have sold this to me, and I'd been like, okay. Oh, if they're not looking you know, that close, Obi whatever. Obi could yeah. do like a mind trick, you know, uh-huh. and just <laughs> toss, you know, so they're looking the wrong way. But would you have like tons of stormtroopers and officers and just all sorts of people going around? It's like somebody would look at this and be like, that's absurd. You have a small person in that trench court. With you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand the idea of like, okay, oh, everyone's so bustling and busy and there's no one's going to pay attention to them because they're just walking through this bustling, busy area. But c- c- come on. No, they literally walked through a checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of my favorite um, uh, tropes that is actually done uh, well for, for this specific case where they're trying to like either infiltrate or remove someone from a, from a jail uh, is from Man, Man in the Iron Mask with Leonardo DiCaprio. And um, there's a point in the film where um, uh, I think it's Porthos is basically trying to get, um, or Mary Aramis, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> he's basically trying to get a body double in to um, to basically Replace. make the mm-hmm. jailers think that Leonardo DiCaprio is dead. Um, so he basically like has this harness, and he you know he looks really fat because um, he has this harness of a, basically a dead body that's strapped around his stomach, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically you know gets the guy in there, and then he removes Leonardo DiCaprio the same way because mm-hmm. um, he's just like this morbidly obese looking guy, but it's just because he just has a whole second body just wrapped around his stomach basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, at least there you went through the checkpoint both ways with the trench coat. The suspiciously large trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah. was the person, like, bent around, like, a loop around his waist? Yes. Yeah. I've seen that movie, but it's been so long, I don't remember that at all. I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. I have no memory of this. Right, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been so long since he's not, like, wrapped around, like, like, he's not like a donut. Um, it's, it's more like a crescent moon. That, okay. That, that, that doesn't still, make it, it It does happen. I, I promise you it happens. It happens. I'll believe you. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to need a picture but, of this. But yeah. Anyway, so, but that idea of like that Crescent trope is, is done in a, lot of, in a lot of movies and a lot of shows. And yeah. it could have been done but a little bit. I mean, they was... could have used the, 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 the laundry bin on a wheel or trash can on a wheel or something. You know? Yeah. I, you could have sold me on that too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. besides. Yeah. Or, yeah. He could have been carrying her. I mean, she's or not carrying, even a full size yeah. body. He could have been carrying her around his waist and like <laughs> she could have been hanging on and like. What? It would have been fun. I, I was about to say. Do, yeah. do they want to put a, yeah, that'd be a small awkward. Child? Yeah. Say, yeah. Or on no, his back or on yeah. his back yeah. or something. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah, like, I get it. Whatever. But... He, he could have just been a hunchback. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Put her in a duffel bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just stuff that is, is that any better? Send her through the x-ray machine. It'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. No, like, and 
so I heard you say earlier you didn't actually like that that episode, the Forces in Court. <laughs> Why else didn't you like that besides the trench coat scene? Because that's actually what ruined it for me. Uh, for me specifically, uh, I didn't. It was just. Uh, it was right, a, a very a, clunky I'm a, episode. I'm gonna step in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go ahead. A, we had a secret underwater entrance that Obi makes use of, that is important enough to have a guard outside the door. Mm-hmm but not important enough to guard inside or I don't know, like put a grate on or a door or a keypad or just anything. Like they have this hardcore checkpoint in the main entrance, but it's like, you know, we just have this, do they hire Gungans? Like why do you have the underwater <laughs> entrance? Right? Like who's swimming out there to do anything? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, getting in there's a little, little too easy. And it's just, he, he, you know, he defeats the guards, he's guarding the door, and then Obi's just, like, emerges, and like, oh, cool, he's gonna, like, put Stormtrooper armor on him. No, he just walks out in Jedi room, <laughs> like, no big deal, I'm just here now, you know, I've defeated the guard, nobody else can see me. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that's not gonna be cameras or something? Or yeah, like so, that. yeah, yeah I, I understand, like, the, yeah, the episode was clunky because of that, especially the security thing, like, there's, wait, there's no cameras anywhere yeah. watching any of these hallways where a guy is just walking around, clearly, yeah, sneakily. Then, uh, the officer that was helping him uh who did a she her character was good too i actually cared about that character so it was <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. yeah 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 that was good to establish just in like three episodes that i actually care about this character um a brand new one that is you know mm-hmm. um but also you know she's whispering loudly granted i i understand there's some artistic license there that you know you can't have them whispering quietly otherwise the audience can't hear but like seriously it's just out in the open you know yeah it, what she's doing yeah and then just knock out an officer i don't know it, it uh but hey uh, step, uh, o- nobody, step over here like that guy yeah. so so my uh some of my complaints about this show stem from jedi fallen order the video mm-hmm. game because like the assault on or the infiltration of the fortress inquisitorius happened in that game as well and cal Kestis, Four years Spoilers. before, we're playing this yeah, game well, right now. It's true. This is This is genuinely a spoiler because, spoiler. <laughs> because he, he does the same thing through that same port. So it's like, so that's probably why they put a guard there. But I guess <laughs> for four years, nobody swam through the hole. So he just kind of got lax, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, they, they didn't want to spring for a great, like, that stormtrooper's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he did that. And then also, like, there's a part, I think it's in episode two, yeah, episode two, when after Obi finds out from Third Sister that, uh, you know, that Anakin's alive, he hops on a transport and, with Leia and it takes off. That, something similar to that happens, like, at the very beginning of Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. Cal Kestis, the Jedi hero, uh, is fighting uh, the second sister. Uh, they have, you know, your, like, introductory battle, and then you realize that you are way outclassed. And he, somebody shows up in a transport and he hops on it and it starts to take off. Well, like the, the comparison between the two is that, um, third sister just kind of watches the transport goes away and says, oh, shucks, you know, it it doesn't do anything to stop it. Uh, whereas in the game, second sister hops onto the ship and starts using the force to manipulate the controls in the ship to make it start to spin and try to crash the ship. And I was like, that's awesome. And then I watch it in Obi-Wan and I'm like, this is like, if 
there's a five star version that already exists, and you just gave me a two star version of it, and I don't care for that. No, you got we got the wish version. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, when when you're shooting in the volume, right, and you only have so so much room to work with, you know, if if third sister had leaped for the ship, she would have just like jumped off the set <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or like I, I, into the wall of TVs. Yeah. I, I definitely think that the volume um, is a big problem that they they use too often. Yeah and too much as a crutch yeah. uh for our fans and i don't know if the rest of the podcasters here know but the volume is the set that they have where it's like a 360 uh maybe it's not th- like led screen, LED screen so they can uh, use right. that for the mm-hmm. backgrounds and okay, yeah. it, it it puts proper lighting on your characters mm-hmm. and everything so it makes it so much easier but the limitations is you only have so much room where you can run. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. noticed the it, depth of the set. Yeah. yeah I noticed uh-huh. it in one of the episodes in Loki where like they kept running back and forth and it was like, it looks really cool. Cause it looks like a one which I mean, technically it is uh, where it's just like one long shot, but mm-hmm. it's uh, you, I can, my brain is processing that they ran 20 foot this way and then they turned and ran 20 foot this way and i'm like i realize the reason why they're running these short lengths is because they're staying within the set so yeah. it's kind of like a vr yeah. set interesting yeah kind of like Clint's little bit vr it, set it was it was super popularized with the mando because he has the really reflective armor yeah so having him like sitting you know at a sunset and then all the highlights pick up correctly immediately because it's just being projected onto mm-hmm. him by a good screen that matches the color yeah yeah but it works there because the mando like the action there tends to be kind of slow and tight yeah, yeah. whereas as, as soon as you start to expand the arena well then it gets really awkward because people like they can only run so far because they're, well, they're gonna run to a screen or they're gonna run off set yeah yeah in, in particular i think it was episode three uh whenever obi-wan and vader um were first squaring off yeah. and obi-wan would just run like 20 feet and then they'd cut and then he'd like be like on jog, the other like, side of the screen and then like run another t- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> jogging from the side yeah uh that's yeah. weird gonna jump on that episode particularly in the can, vader. Can I, can I be, before we do that jump back i want to i want to go back to the inquisitorious thing and say okay like, so I, I do now remember after, after bashing it here with you guys i do now remember like oh yeah that's right the whole time i was watching that, i was bashing it but i don't remember any of that no. because of the good thing that i took from it was as you're watch as i was watching i was sitting there watching obi-wan relearn how to use the force and i that yeah. was done subtly and really well like it was like he's getting blaster shots shot at him like the first couple he just like you know flails and swings at him and then like he starts to deflect them but not like accurately then eventually he finally figures out how to do it again yeah, he starts like, hitting him oh, i was like oh that, that's really cool yeah and like he does he does a couple other things like just he figures out how to use the force again a little yeah. bit and it was like that was he's shaking off the cobwebs that good yeah that that amount of good made me forget about all the bad except for the trench coat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, you know it's, it's like riding a bike uh for for him and like this is his first real uh you know because episode three was his lowest low mm-hmm. of you know being essentially defeated by vader and barely escaping with his life despite you know <laughs> not um vader just like allowing that right yeah i mean he did see ya oh no my 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 only barrier i cannot cross fire yeah. <laughs> no no stormtrooper you can't shoot through that it's fire you don't understand <laughs> that's that's what i was gonna bring up about that episode yeah. it's like okay it's like all right there's fire here i'm gonna drag obi-wan through it and then i'm gonna put out the fire okay well let's go grab him here's fire again well 
can't put that out now. It's it's it's, it's a permanent, you know. Yeah, that it's a one-time use spell. I got I got <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty egregious I to that me too. Spell slot. Yeah. I I remember like as I I seem to remember like as I'm watching, you know, the series going through, that was the the first time i mean i think the the leia chase scene may have happened before yeah. that there was yeah, also ridiculous was. but yes. but that but that vader scene was where i really was like for first began to question like hmm yeah. is is this going like, to be huh. okay because like this scene is very not okay <laughs> like wait 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 how did the droid find him all the way out here in the middle of nowhere yeah at, at the perfect well, time and oh no fire <laughs> Well, we're not even like, and we ha- we haven't even touched on um, Riva just tra- teleporting oh my across gosh. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. within the yeah. catacombs That's my next and tunnels. Yeah. I, I specifically called it tunnel porting. <laughs> she she certainly did do that. She was like, "I'm at the front of the por- tele- tunnel, and now I'm at the end, so I have you trapped." It's like, what? That, I'm not. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't really. Quite... I'm just really glad at that scene though. They 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 looked like they were about to do it. But they didn't do the Leia chase scene. Oh, I, so she, okay. she like steps forward and like, <laughs> Leia, Leia character, she like takes a step backward and starts to turn I know, around. I, and it was like, no, so no, 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 I, let's not do this again. That, that one they actually cut to credits, but I would have paid somebody five bucks for the next episode to start with third sister just clumsily chasing after Leia. It would have been fantastic. Damn, I would be like, you know what? Cuddles. Let's just stay on brand. Uh, but I, we know who we are. Yeah. So uh, you know, as much as like I, I am bagging on Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas like Boba Fett, I literally do not want to go back and watch that. Aside from the Mando episode. Whereas this two this, two two Mando two, episodes. Two yeah, episodes, I mean so. Mando and a half. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, just because it shows that you know Grogu comes back, it's like okay, cool. All right, I get that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's like there's the first episode you get to see Obi-Wan just living a life, just denying being a Jedi, not just um, as a uh, – not doing Jedi things, but he's also like you, you see the example Jedi getting strung up because he can't stop being a Jedi, helping people mm-hmm. and revealing himself, where Obi-Wan is constantly denying helping people because he's got to be there to protect Luke and it's like huh that's that that's interesting you get to see him just living a very dull life and even turning down going to help Leia the first time until Bale comes to his his uh uh OB compound uh, and saying <laughs> yeah. hey help me Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi I need your help uh, it's the OB cave yeah the OB cave the OB so so I was actually so I with the the chase scenes right that involve Leia I I give those a pass because it's a child actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult right. to do these things. But the first episode with the, the other Jedi who can't help being a Jedi, and they catch him inside the cantina, and then he <laughs> runs out, and, oh, no, these really scary uh, Sith for dark side of the Force users, they, they are defeated by the flimsiest yeah. uh, you know, awning. shade in the world. Awning, yeah. yes, thank you. That's the word. Awning in the world. And it's just like, oh, y'all didn't even try to chase this. Y'all are just like, yeah, it's, that's going to be too much effort. It's, yeah, well, it's just because of the volume. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, also, it doesn't make sense because like, uh, Third Sister almost cuts him down, and the Grand Inquisitor stops that from happening but then the next time you know the inquisitors get to him they hang him uh, you know and he's dead it's like well why did you stop 
because they they read his mind initially. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right? I don't. I don't yeah. know. There there is no answer. <laughs> yeah. and, and like the the bickering between third sister and fifth brother, I don't think was done well. I think it could have been done well. Just do it, but just do it the typical Sith way, where they're just like they're both vying for the position instead of. Fifth brother being like, no, we don't need to murder these people. I was like, that sounds very not dark side. <laughs> well, and they totally wasted Su Kang. Like, I was so sad that he was, or I was really happy that he was going to be in this, and then they just didn't use him. Yeah. His character was not interesting he at all. This guy sat no. back and was just like, hey, stop yeah. trying to usurp the, you know, top chair. That's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Gotta work your way up the line, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, are you are you telling us to be patient? Yeah, right. right. Like, yeah, yeah. They didn't use him very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah was use patience. Because yeah, he looked you know, he looked really cool. Of the the dark side uh-huh. is patience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone knows that. Uh, also, a virtue of the dark side being stabbed in the stomach and living. <laughs> oh, oh. <Yes. laughs> it's like it's totally uh, fine. Grand Inquisitor, presumably, you know, after he gets stabbed in the stomach is in a back to tank who knows we don't get to, we don't get told what happened but then also Reva third sister after, gets just absolutely schooled by Vader one of the like Which was that, hilarious that <laughs> was a great part of the of the show was just yeah. showing how outclassed she was it was like yeah you had no chance very nice very well done i liked it mm-hmm. but then yeah that was a good fight and yeah. then she gets stabbed and she survives and i honestly don't think it served the storyline at all by her surviving no she she should have died right there like, <laughs> so for her. one thing that i actually did appreciate about her surviving is that all throughout the time when the series kind of felt like it was building up to her being the bad guy i was thinking She's not very convincing as a bad guy. Like I don't <laughs> like her character as the big bad. Mm-hmm. Right. It felt like she was like playing the part of a bad yes. guy, yeah. forcing it, it in yeah. the universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then turns out she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. I was fine yeah. with it, and that's uh-huh. fine. But yeah. they didn't need her to survive. It could have been a sad, tragic ending kind she of thing of like, sad, oh, hey, you, <laughs> you, you, you went your whole life like serving the dark side, just trying to get to Vader and kill mm-hmm. him. Yeah, but and then. Oh, you got schooled by him. Done. Yeah. But you want to know why? The well, real well, reason why they needed to keep her alive was so that they could have a chase scene between her and young Luke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need another bad, bad chase. We scene. need another child chase scene. We need Luke in this thing. You yeah. know. Uh-huh. Well, it, so so. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say it was like, and also I don't think it was necessary that there needed to even be like. Okay, I guess you didn't really have much of a second half you know a b plot to the 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 sixth episode because otherwise it's just vader versus obi mm-hmm. you needed something you need something to release tension. yeah but like it just devalues her skill more to me that owen and Baru just you know I, I can't say that housed her but held their own so easily versus her it just I guess kinda, she well, still it, has a hole in uh, her stomach true. though i'll give you that but yeah. she well, is bleeding out the, but my, my my the funniest thing that i love about that scene whenever like they're all you know like they're they're about to spring the trap on reva is the fact that owen just misses yeah. <laughs> like she is standing right there like maybe like what like five meters away full, and just, full, just straight he just like he's flubbed his dice mission. roll how could you miss he, he was right there well, he he had a handful of dice he threw them and they just he came up all like bad yeah. bad results, you know. Yeah. It just is yeah. what it is. Netty one, netty one. Depending on what your system is, it's bad rolls. Okay, it happens in the, real the, life the too. The only thing, 
Obi-Wan taught me about the Star Wars universe that apparently I didn't know is that Qui-Gon is just, you know, kind of weak. No, he's, he's just total weakling. He's the he only character. He gets stabbed character. once and he dies. <laughs> in the, like in the two gut. minutes later. Like, like Reva's been stabbed in the gut once as a child and again as an adult. It's fine. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Qui-Gon gets Qui- stabbed in the gut. Qui-Gon like, just yeah. has, um, has like the worst constitution ever. <laughs> yeah, when he was, he was rolling his stats, he rolled terrible in his constitution. Whereas like Darth Maul all cut in half live <laughs> yeah, totally fine just, past just, all just three death angry. saves yeah. totally just fine give myself some robot spider legs for a while and it's all yeah, good yeah totally fine but no speaking of Qui-Gon I was like the whole freaking time all six episodes I'm sitting there like when when is my favorite freaking Jedi actor gonna be in here come on like I'm one of those Qui-Gon fanboys yeah, yeah. and no, Qui-Gon's yeah, great. Qui-Gon was yeah. a great character. I, I read, like, enjoyed him in um in like a lot of the books uh, when like he was training uh, Obi Wan and everything. And yeah, he's a mm-hmm. great character. And I'm sitting there the whole time, like, all right, when is he just gonna start whispering in Obi's ear? And then like, so I I don't know. I, I was like realizing, okay, so he just can't connect through him. They're gonna give a point. There's gonna be some some great point where he just comes in, right? And then I'm sitting there watching the Obi Vader fight, and then Vader just like buries him in all of that rubble. And then they go down there and they Hummus. show him struggling, and he's just like <laughs> hanging out there. And they're like, "All right, here's this nice calm scene." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, Liam's voice is about to come in." And then they're just like, "And here's prequel flashbacks." I'm like, <laughs> 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 and yeah, I'm not. I'm not. No, don't write that down. I'm not. Not getting scratching that out. <laughs> No, and then he just comes in at the end, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up? Been a while. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was that was cheap, and yeah. I feel like obviously underused. Yeah. Um, hitting that that last fight up, I did enjoy the last fight. It was very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, like particularly when they they did the same thing that they did with the Ahsoka oh, fight yeah. in Rebels, where they the- knock off half the mask, and they're 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 doing the half Vader voice, half Anakin voice. And I'm like, Ooh, that's good. And this is really, you're you're hitting my nostalgia, uh, pretty good. So I appreciate Mm -hmm. this, but, uh, like apparently you bury somebody in, you know, a ton of rocks. They don't get hurt at all by that. And then also when you throw force bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of things that were just like, yeah, the force, Uh, which is magic. That's the same thing when Obi-Wan throws, you know, several tons of rocks at Vader. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he does have his hand up, but it's like, you're getting hit by a lot of those. And, you know, even like a five pound rock to the head would probably knock you out. (laughs) So So, uh, that's what the helmet is for, Matt. That's what the fancy Vader helmet is for. (laughs) Sorry, Stephen, what? Well, a lot of the a lot of the um, the death that the, or the the on screen you are probably probably going to die um, um, villain stuff all kind of landed into the the really poor James Bond villain realm to where they're just like, oh, I want you to die, Mister Bond, but I'm not going to watch you die, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk away, and I'm just going to. Oh assume. man, yeah. there's also yeah the Obi Wan version of that when he's like i have defeated vader and i can you know it's like uh, you're anakin's already dead so i don't have to feel bad about ending vader i'm just gonna walk away yeah i'm good yeah yeah 
but <laughs> he's done, he's already done it to him twice. He did it once on the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now he well, does it again. At least yeah. on Mustafar, it made yeah. sense because he was like, "There's no way that he's going to survive, mm-hmm. and I don't have the the stomach to kill my yeah. my best but friend or so my brother." Make him yeah. lay nobody's going to come about for his him. Choices. Why would I suspect anybody's going to come and pick up yeah. you know this, yeah. this exactly. pretty much corpse here? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But this one, it's like there's a star destroyer waiting right outside, which for some reason is just going to ignore me when I take off on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just went to the other side of the planet. No, that's, fine. No. that's not how orbital mechanics work at all. Vader called ahead and he was like, guys, it's okay. He beat me. Just let him go. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> he gets a pee. He gets a pass. Like, like I was like, it took me like five seconds to be like, okay, all he does is he takes out the pilots on Vader's shuttle and he takes Vader's shuttle and, you know, hyperspaces out of there because they're not going to just automatically shoot on Vader's shuttle. They're just mm-hmm. gonna think, oh, that's you know, that's that's Vader there. You know, he's gonna mm-hmm. return, and by the time they don't realize that, he hyperspaces out. Um, but also, that still doesn't. I, I don't know. You have to maybe just put like some impetus on. Obi needs to leave because you know maybe there's a bunch of Tie Fighters that are starting to fly overhead or something to encourage him to leave without killing Vader because yeah, it, it's. Yeah. At this that point, was, that was a big problem. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. Right there, you were getting it. <laughs> yeah. That that was that was a big problem because all the players in play at this point, right? They're all safe, right? Yeah. We know Obi Wan doesn't die here. We know Vader doesn't die here. We know that on Tatooine, that Baru, Owen, Luke, everyone's safe. So there's got to be some kind of tension or reason for, like you know, Vader Obi Wan to not end in a death, yeah. or for Luke and. That conversation to not end, you know, in like Owen's death because he just can't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like something else needed to uh, an outside force of some kind, but um, needed to to <laughs> land there that just didn't. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's I think that's kind of like what you just said is is really what the biggest problem with Obi Wan was was the fact that it is about characters that we all know how they die every single one. And the only one that that even had any level of emotional weight was the one character that we didn't like know what her fate was, fate was because she was a side character and we just assume that she's going to die at some point in the show. We just didn't know when mm-hmm. or and how. or how. Mm-hmm. And then, but for everyone else, like you, if if we all know how they die, like every single one, then we need to have some level of emotional stakes. And they did it pretty good with Leia and Obi Wan. And and Invader and Obi Wan, but everyone else just didn't really have any kind of like push yeah, for definitely it. Definitely in the first episode when Third Sister is threatening to kill or maim Owen, I'm like, there's no, there's zero. I, I have no feels for it. I am not on the edge of my I, seat here. It's like because I've seen when this guy gets yeah. turned into bacon, and this is not that moment. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, cruel. So, yeah, it, it's just it, it, you needed to like so in that scene, they could have just threatened somebody else because she she cut off somebody's hand yeah. like immediately. And then she's like, and now I'm going to threaten the one guy that I literally cannot kill in this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, no, you see, you don't understand what we were actually watching was Final Destination 12 or whatever. And so Owen avoids his fate there, but it still catches up. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He's just constantly <laughs> die, uh, avoiding death. <laughs> yeah, avoiding death. <laughs> yeah. Now, overall, that show was. I mean, the show was yeah. great. The the Obi Wan show was great. Uh, I think my like one of the coolest things about it was like they gave they gave the story of like how does Leia know Obi and she's like, help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. Like mm-hmm. it. it yeah. Here's the story for that 
that line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that there was there was one thing though, like uh, me and Emily would talk. We talked about it a lot, and it was the whole like the whole premise though of, of Leia being captured by Riva. Oh. And you remember yeah. I was talking if you about this po- for a if while? You, yeah, if you want to poke more logical holes in, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh like, like, like it was just a, so, so, she, what, Riva just like goes back through Obi's like friends list and is just like, oh, she was vague friends with this guy. He, he was hey, friends this with guy him. has a daughter. I'm going to kidnap yeah. his daughter in the vague hope that he goes and, to and, and totally, Obi. that guy will totally call on Obi-Wan because like, so it's like, so Obi and Bail Organa definitely knew each other well. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, why specifically did Riva think that if she kidnapped Bail Organa's daughter. Yeah. That yeah. that would bring out Obi Wan. And, and if it, and she, they also like presented it as this like she just knows it's a sure thing, and everyone's like, hey, you know, stop it, stop, yeah. stop searching for him. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, at that at, at the time, I was like, I really wish they were making her character like this crazy obsessive, like she's crazy and doing crazy things, trying to like lure him out and this is a crazy stretch you know you could have just said it was a uh a gambit to just lure out any jedi yeah not just specifically obi-wan because you could say yoda because yoda was Mm -hmm. somebody that had constant contact with bail and well not constant but you know enough in the movies Mm -hmm. to where it had been like well we know yoda kind of just up and disappeared Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you could have lured him, which probably would have been a really bad idea for me. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that was that was just a like it's just yeah. a really hard one. That hard was one of those when, when I sat back for, once I sat back for a while and thought back on the series. That was that was one that eventually it, I didn't see it immediately, but it eventually floated up to me. Was like, wait, why did Riva even think that that was going to yeah. work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she thought it was going to work, and, and then Bail Organa somehow secretly flies to meet Obi-Wan oh, well, in his secret yeah. place that he's not supposed to reveal. Yeah. And that, that bugged me, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, okay, so once that connection is exploited and revealed, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan should not go to Alderaan in the last episode right. just oh, also to that, visit yeah. and do <laughs> just a, a visit. Well, hey, what's up? check. Hey, how's like, it going? Let's confirm that this is... You're you 100% on track. Yeah. It's like, okay, with your analysis. we already know that this link is real, so... You could you could probably you know just kind of think oh imperial surveillance is probably going to be on the Organa family oh hardcore uh-huh. yeah that that's that's you got yeah. some ISB it's, okay so you kidnapped a senator's child and it was saved by a Jedi and then everything's just cool in the imperial court with him like, <laughs> yeah. no that's cool we they're they're not going to spy on you yeah and just be no. watching your every move no. to see if there's any you know visitors that look like you know the best friend of Darth Vader at one point. <laughs> Like, hey, who's that scraggly old man who doesn't quite look old enough to be Alec Guinness here in, like, ten years or five years yeah. or whatever? Yeah. They probably should have grayed his hair a little a bit little more. Bit, I but... thought so, but, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, but it's fine. It's fine. Smallest of quibbles, but, yeah. yeah. Very, very, very small quibbles. So, so speaking of uh, just, just people getting older, um, I actually really like that they didn't um, age down – um, or, or de-age um, Hayden Christensen oh. whenever they were doing the flashback. Okay, yeah. See, I thought they should have just kept the like, camera uh, kind of farther away rather than just I mean, so you couldn't. It wasn't as so obvious. Just, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't so obvious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was actually kind of cool because a lot of people, a lot of things do that nowadays. Yeah. Is I, using. I, would, mm-hmm. I mean, in, 
you know, Disney having, mm-hmm. you know, the Marvel who Marvel seems to be the one that I notice it the most, you know, they've, they've done it the most, I would think. Yeah. It's like these people, it's, have it's just always uncanny Valley. Yeah. For yeah. Me. You get a, the people look a little plastic. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, you they were still like, he's very, so, you know, in sitting in soft light. So it was a little more flattering to make him look a little bit younger, but it's like, I can definitely tell you got smile lines. <laughs> You're buddy. not 16. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a teenager, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, but that's a forgivable one. You look mm-hmm. at it and you're like, okay, I, I realize what's happening here. It's like, even you and, looked older you uh-huh. know sure mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. but but he like Ian mcgregor just doesn't really yeah, he, age. yeah that's also true <laughs> he's kind of like keanu reeves yeah. <laughs> he's he's not quite as good as keanu reeves or paul rudd but he's still got a very fairly timeless look he doesn't age mm-hmm. yeah yeah much at all yeah um i don't know that i have a, any more oh i have notes. i have one one more gripe and that is the how dare you have Vader do the coolest freaking force move and rip a ship out of the freaking sky, oh, yeah. tear I, it apart, and then have, have another ship that we never showed in any other scenes that I saw. At least I didn't go back and rewatch yeah. it. Just go fly uh, off. So it was, was there. It? Okay. Yeah. I assumed it was it, at some point. Yeah, it definitely it was there because I, I went back and oh, okay, looked, yeah. I was like, hmm, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. weird. It was cool, yeah, but it, it, was still, it was just a silly fake out. Yeah, and it was like it was still very Rise of Skywalker. Ooh, Chewie was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the I did have. Uh, I have two other things. Uh, seeing the old co- clone trooper, uh, that mm-hmm. was that was cool. You know, uh-huh. it was like it, and yeah, seeing cool. Obi just like look at him and be like, "Oh wow, this is this is interesting." You know, uh-huh. um, after you know, specifically after you know, just being hunted down by these guys, you know, right? And then right. you see them on hard times, and it's like, huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, they're so veterans they're, of the same war as you, and yeah. then they hunted you, and now they're also yeah, they're out of a job. Just yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was interesting. And then okay, so the last one, I don't know how much I'm being critical of this one because we typically see Vader in not these circumstances, but like Vader's going through that one village in Episode Three. And is just kind of like dragging people through the dirt and breaking necks, breaking mm-hmm. necks, and it's like this. I, that's not how I've ever envisioned Vader. He's always been like very cold, and, and that uh, like that that seems like a hot rage. Where it's like once he becomes Vader, he's always kind of just been like you can see him just kind of like smoldering, and mm-hmm. he's just gonna choke you. It, it, it's very dispassionate. Whereas like this feels more fiery. And just him lashing out and being cruel to people. It's like, I, I feel like it would be more directed. It, it, it's um, alluring. So, so well, I think it's... But is he is he looking for... Does he think he's about Flash. to run into Obi-Wan at okay. that point, though? Because we could argue that he's no. having a flashback to his... Uh, I can't remember what the exact circumstance was, but... Uh, he, I mean, he had just landed, and he believes Obi-Wan's there. And that's the reason why he's doing it, is he's trying to draw him out. Yeah. But it just seems... I mean... Forced. It, I... That, that didn't that didn't bother me at all like it was kind of it very it felt very similar to you know obviously the the end of rogue one yeah. whenever he's going down the hallway uh, obviously it's a different it's a different yeah. kind of thing because he's really kind of showing how much more how how much stronger he is in the force than than what obi-wan may have seen him last yeah. at and and it's definitely one of those things too where i feel that he's so strong in the force he knows that obi-wan is there and it's not like oh he has a hunch that it's like oh he could be here i don't know like he knows that he's yeah. there 
and and he he is actively trying to pull obi-wan out of hiding because he is being so cruel to yeah. these people and just killing them yeah. just in i the understand public. that's what they were going for it's just it it, it didn't f- feel right to me but i understand like I, I had it as like one of my last notes as like i, I understand how it it fits with a dark side personality it just it felt more like something that i would see from like one of the inquisitors uh you know one more one of their tactics where vader would just be like i feel i have a, a presence i haven't felt since and it's in that direction because you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean and he kind of does do that because obi-wan was like peeking at him and then vader just kind of like immediately turns to where obi was and the then obi's gone so he he kind of did do that and then it goes to the quarry scene where they're doing the 20 foot runs uh-huh. um <laughs> but again as much as i'm bagging on this series i actually did enjoy obi-wan i i had fun yeah going through it it, it has as many logical holes as i don't know any other tv show yeah. you know like i guess is basically how i see it like it's still enjoyable it hit a lot of it ended up hitting a lot of emotional notes that it needed to hit for me yeah. you know like seeing ewan mcgregor as Obi-Wan again, doing it well, that was an emotional note that needed to be hit for me, and they, they nailed that one, right? Yeah. Like, um, the the final, you know, scene between, uh, between Vader and Obi-Wan, you know, aside the, the logical flaw of why the heck wouldn't he have just killed him anyway, like, that scene overall really hit all the right emotional notes for me. And you know there were just the, there were just key points yeah. mm-hmm. throughout the show where it hit the right emotional yeah, notes for me, and it was and it was sufficient enough for me to ultimately overlook any of the other you know nonsense and and feel come out of it feeling like yeah I- emotional notes were hit yeah and you know this this was a thing and yeah. I yeah mm-hmm. um I actually my one um. The thing that threw me the most, actually, about the series was not any of the... I mean, the trench coat was bad. There was stuff that was bad. Yeah. But like, but what actually threw me the most was the fact that Vader and Obi-Wan confronted each other in Episode 3. Yeah. I was actually, like, I was not ready for that to happen. I yeah. wanted it to wait longer. I, I think they they probably should have had it... And then, and then he got away in such a absolutely ridiculous nonsensical fashion yeah, yeah. on top of it like like on top of the yeah. fact that i was not ready for this confrontation yeah. to happen yet yeah. on top of that it ended in such a nonsensical ridiculous yeah. way and yeah, i was i been... and like i said season or season episode three was the one where i was like as i'm going through it you know that first time i'm like yeah. i don't i don't know about this because you've just brought in vader and obi-wan confronting each other in a point where like i don't feel like this i don't i wasn't ready for this i thought i thought that he was just going to see him from a distance through the thing and then he was just going to get away and then you know we'll finish this thing later but no they're like fighting and like i don't know yeah Yeah, definitely it's it's one of those like it could have been a a built-up thing because like once vader finds you like no you're screwed yeah you're you're not getting out of that system because he's got star destroyers and fleets like going to be surrounding that planet so it should have been a like tension build up to the to that the could end have point, been a fight but... with an inquisitor and that could, yes that could also show you how far uh, Obi Wan's skills have decayed mm-hmm. because he's losing to a, a lackey you mm-hmm. know yes a, you know a, a higher a named lackey but a lackey <laughs> you know but um... yeah that could have been against Riva yeah like easily 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my final takeaway is just like there were I I got I didn't like episode three for that specific reason. But overall, once I got to the so I was like leery for the next few episodes. But then once I got to the end, the, the emotional arc was closed and I was like, OK, now I'm curious to go back and watch it again and see how I feel about episode three yeah. going through the second time. But that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's my that's my overall uh, thing. One thing that I I thought this before the show but also after the show and it kind of has to deal with uh well we know all the stakes and the stakes are really low because all these people are going to survive uh but the question is why does the show exist what story were we trying to tell the only thing that i can see justified is the leia meeting Mm obi-wan other than that i'm like i don't know why the show exists aside from money dear boy (laughs) (laughs) i mean money is always um the the most important part for uh for anyone that's making a show i don't understand how they're going to make any money from any kind of streaming shows in general but uh you know that's that's why we're here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they got they got to keep the fans interested because if they didn't do it, by golly, someone else would, and then where would yeah. they? Be? Maybe if they they get a Patreon, they can they can make some cash. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Disney's already adding ads. Oh yeah. Else. Don't let them hear yeah. you. No, don't no. do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so so well, how do you rate been... it on the pillars though? Uh, like, oh, I, 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 before, pillars. You, before you wrap it up, I mean. <laughs> Remember our pillars that we established. So, <laughs> so, so we can at least give you um, what our scores were. Com- composite. Sure, sure. Composite scores yeah. that we that we averaged in between um, us, the three okay. hosts. Uh, so, for the technical score, uh, this was before we kind of merged them. The the new season, every all five scores are all together. Um, before in season one, we basically had entertainment as its own separate thing, and then technical as everything okay. else. Uh, so the the technical score was 6.3, so pretty low, um, and then the entertainment was a little bit higher at 6.7. Uh, but basically, it would, it would basically be a 6.5 mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're gonna go with a, an aggregate. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't as bad as it could be. Uh, Book of Boba Fett was oh, much lower than those. Oh scores. god, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, like a 4.5 and a 5.3, four, I think. 4.5 or something like that. Yeah, that was... Uh, so it, it certainly is a step above. It's not... Uh, it doesn't hit quite as well as the Mando oh, sure. has hit, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like. Because right? like every Star Wars property, it's really easy to punch logical holes. Yeah, in yeah. Oh, yeah. Just spent however much time doing it. Mm-hmm. But the, there's always good emotional payoffs, it feels like. And if there isn't, then, you know, like Book of Boba Fett, yeah. maybe, we, maybe they failed here, but obi-wan and and other things tend to have good payoffs at least emotionally Mm -hmm. um i'm really really looking forward to andor uh i say really looking for i I, i'm looking forward to it cautiously (laughs) Uh, but i'm hoping since it doesn't have i mean aside from like mon mothma it doesn't have any like major players that it can be uh, that that you that you don't know how yeah. they right. besides like, <laughs> yeah. Andor, but uh, but it also it's like I feel like with Mando it was lower stakes because uh, Disney was like well you're not met- screwing with any of our known properties you know it, whereas like this one you know Cassian isn't like a huge uh, uh, 
I mean, as much as I, I really dig Rogue One, you know, it, it's like he's he's not like a super beloved character. And same thing with Mon Mothma. It's like it's a character we know of them, but they're not, yeah, you know, not super beloved. I I hope, yeah, like like you said, they will take liberties with that, and I'm actually hopeful that they will try to uh, make it like a little darker and gritty like Cassian was in the, in the beginning of Rogue yeah. One where he's like dude shot someone in the back yeah like after <laughs> like, yeah. in just, his introduction just, yeah <laughs> just, just to keep like information <laughs> hidden and you know like yeah so I'm, I'm hoping the, that this, this season will show that like grittier side of the like saboteur war and stuff that's like between, between yeah. the you know two yeah. factions yeah I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, I, probably, actually, the thing I'm most excited for is they are. Um, they've specifically said they are not using the yeah. volume yeah. at all. Oh, okay. Uh, because they, the 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 showrunners felt that it is a crutch, which uh-huh. it is, uh, and they are they're going back to traditional film uh, or filmmaking, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and I, I do look forward to the fact that this is essentially where the empire is just this faceless unbeatable enemy and you have the underdog story which is always fun but then you also have um kind of like the espionage possible uh, you know like infiltrating enemy lines that kind of thing which um is one of my favorite just general storytelling tropes i i do i do hope that so uh, Vader obviously is one of the best bad guys out of the Star Wars series, but like very close behind it is Director Krennic. Uh, oh, I think so he's so good. good. It's it's Ben Mendelsohn, uh-huh. right? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's you know I I've loved him in most of the things that he's in that I you know I mean yeah I've know, seen him in a few other things yeah, and really and liked him. He yeah. does a great mm-hmm. job, yeah. and like it, he's he's a really good bad guy, and I'm really hoping they do well with whoever is going to be the antagonist in this because uh like we were saying Re- uh, reva third sister was just kind of mm-hmm. it's like okay you're you're there but i'm not like super sold on you being the bad guy mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, so yeah mm-hmm. hopefully they, they can hopefully they can accomplish good. that yeah. <laughs> indeed all right. Um, oh. So that ended up being just like a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be a whole episode or a part of an episode. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, but here we are, a whole episode just later. Just like Book of Boba Fett, we had enough. Yes. <laughs> enough yeah. to cast. There was plenty of fodder. Uh, it is. It is always very easy to rag on Star Wars. <laughs> there's just so much. Oh, yeah. And and I I love yeah. Star Wars. I mean, I've grown up with it and everything. And this is not. This is not me saying that I don't like Star Wars. I do because I love it. But it is um, a franchise that is riddled with unfortunately poor story. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah, favorite franchise, but somehow really corny. Yeah, uh-huh. but but I, yeah. I can look past yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we are going to move on to our announcements section, which announcements. is probably uh, announcements and nonsense is uh, the official name of this section. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's got any annou- or any nonsense, but Matt has an announcement. All right. So uh, the 2.0 Legacy Community is hosting two. Uh, they're, they're, doing a series called the wild cup series or wild space cup series uh there will be a qualifier on uh 9 17 and 9 18 so september 17th and 18th and then another qualifier on october 15th and 16th uh the first one will be set in central 
uh, time zone in the Americas, and then the second will be set in the uh, German time zone, so I think that's UTC plus one, and then the uh, the one in the Americas is UTC minus six, and uh, yeah, um, and if you, you know, depending on how well you do there, I think it's if you make cut, you get into the, uh, you are, you win, you qualify for the final, and then the final will actually have prize support and, and stuff like that. These are free tournaments. Um, oh, they're free. Well, there yes. you go. So yeah. if you want an absolutely free chance to, to play some good old Legacy 2.0 X-Wing. Yeah. Um, so what's the format? Is it extended, or is it uh, yeah, it's, it's something far, else? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just extended <laughs> okay. uh, using the points from the X-Wing-Legacy.com squad builder. Yep. And I'm the host for all three of these tournaments. Maybe there might be one where I have to get a sub for. But, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that is happening. Um, Do we have any other announcements? Any other oh, um, I, it's, it's not so much an announcement per se, but... We were talking last time about trying to do the um, the metal. Uh, oh, uh, what the those objective, called objective, objective markers. Tokens. That's yeah, the word. Yeah, sure. um, yeah. So I assume we're still theoretically planning on doing that. I know we had gathered like probably a reasonable number of people I, yeah, who I, were interested. I think we had enough interest to where we could justify getting getting the metal uh, objective markers. Mm -hmm. so yeah. So so uh, objective markers. So I guess just stay tuned. If anybody, uh, if anyone else who hasn't already uh, put forth their interest wants to let us know, please do. Um, if you wish to, Facebook. if you wish, wish, oh my god, if you wish to withdraw your interest for whatever reason, I guess let us know about that too. But um, but it kind of sounds like there's enough people that probably yeah. will justify it. So uh, at some point we will figure that out. Yeah, it, um, it's just a minimum order thing. I think we have to order like a hundred or hundred and twenty objectives. So we need to have at least somewhat, you know. Yeah, yeah, so so we're talking yeah, so. so we're talking like twenty people. We need to have something around in the, in the neighborhood of twenty people, which I think we were pretty close to. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that probably will happen for those of you who expressed your interest. So stay tuned on that. Yeah, and I, um, I post an image online of how thin they are and how much better that is for the you know actually driving over an objective or putting a bomb on it or whatever. So mm -hmm. you're not super stacking up, so your ships are tilted yeah i can't wait for this to happen honestly like yeah i mean the cardboard ones are okay but like ugh, yeah, yeah um thinner is better and also matt did a thing where he put like like a uh, grippy tape on yeah, his as well um yeah. which seems like it's also a good idea yeah. i actually should put some grippy tape on my cardboard ones to be honest because like that is a problem like they slide they slide around yeah. a lot unlike, <laughs> unlike obstacles where you're trying to avoid them and they still uh -huh. get bumped around yeah, uh, yeah. you're trying to <laughs> get to your objective so you're you hit them a whole lot more. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's a, a thing to bring up. Um, Excellent. Do you guys have any uh, an announcements? Oh, yeah. Would you like to shout at anyone? Guests? Yes, yeah, guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guests. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anyone uh, to, to uh, shout you, at? Any, any announcements I mean, or any yeah, shouts? Just, just also re-announce who, who you are. Yeah, podcast, shout at yourself. Uh, Steven, you can go first. Oh, I was going to let you yell at yourself <laughs> first just to see what kind of experience that was like. <laughs> well, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Andrew Knuckles. He does a great job with Pod Creatives. He tries to do so much for the community. He's just such a gem. I'm, I am so glad that he has decided that he wants to do laser cutting for the rest of his life. Good job. 
we did get a, a, a dose of nonsense after all. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nonsense. Curl Paul Creatives is a, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, I have I have a little bit of uh, Curl Paul myself. I have one many a set of Curl Paul stuff. <laughs> if you ever wonder why I have not well, bought anything from your your stuff, well, I mean I have, but I mean I I've, I've have. won quite a few things. Uh, <laughs> Andrew's got the receipts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's fine. But no, I mean, uh, I, you know, X-Wing community just in general, the support is always very welcome because it's the only thing I do. Yeah, that's so. fantastic, yeah. My, my, yeah. my first template set was from you. The first, uh, before I started winning stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, but. I think the, the template set that I have used for years is actually from you as well, from Gold, Gold Squadron Classic. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that, would, that yep. would be it. Is it the Y-Wing yeah, ones? The frosted. Yep, that's yeah. That was the first set I won from him as well. Same. Yeah, so can recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, my my personal favorite curl puff story is that I ordered them to play X Wing with, and then the shipping notice came on Etsy. I was like, wait, this is coming from like three miles. <laughs> what the heck? Uh. And then it was just at a game store, and someone was like, oh yeah, no, no he plays here. Yeah, he's like right over there. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, and and. Right. And then Stephen came and worked for me. I have the best job placement numbers. I have a hundred percent job placement. <laughs> if you work for Curled Paw, you will guarantee not work for Curled Paw. Like within like I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that so similar kind of story. Not, not the job placement thing, but uh, I didn't know that Miniature Market was in St. Louis until I ordered a game called Merchants and Marauders from there, hmm. and it arrived. Oh, fantastic oh, game. Oh, you're about to make Andrew oh, so happy. I yeah. love that game I, I, so much. I, showed him, I, I posted my paint job on the Spoilers Intended Discord at some point. But um, they, mm-hmm. oh, oh, so I ordered it, and it showed up the next day. I was like, where is this place? And then it was like, oh, I should not have paid for shipping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because at that point, it was still in, like, Maryland Heights, which if you're in St. Louis, people will know where that is. But, like, that was probably about five minutes away from where i was living i was like okay mm-hmm. i paid nine bucks for no good reason at all but uh <laughs> Oopsies. yeah because that's not a small box oh, yeah not. no no it is not it's very heavy too oh, yeah i mean that's guaranteed priority shipping i have no idea which i don't know what i'm sorry i actually don't know this game uh, i guess i have it is oh I, go I, ahead i i haven't brought it up but it is it is a bit complex and it is long Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's like a three or four hour game. I mean, y'all play yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We've played other, Super I mean, quick. we've played other longish games. I mean, yeah. maybe not I mean, three to four hours, TI4. but yeah. Huh? <laughs> so I used to play a lot of TI4. It, you, it's yeah. yeah. goes for like. Clint can definitely take a long game. Six to 12 yeah, hours. I mean, we played Shogun. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is time consuming. Yeah, yeah. it's a long game. It, it's just. Y'all, the y'all the only. The only real limitation to Merchants and Marauders is you can only play with four people total. Okay, hey, perfect. We have yeah, four people great. total, and that's how yeah. we are four are. total people. <laughs> yeah. We as a podcast well, then, are then four total fine. people. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, we are also I, our own gaming group. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Matt just doesn't love us enough to tell us about his favorite games, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> But, but he posts pictures of it on your guys' uh-huh. and stuff. Uh-huh. He doesn't post pictures of it yeah. on the Scrub Discord. No, no, no. <laughs> even, no uh, Andrew said he was playing it like because they have like a now playing uh-huh. tab uh-huh. and they were like yeah, uh, yeah. now playing. And I was like, oh, that was the first game excuses, I excuses. ever painted a, a miniatures on. Oh, the first time you painted something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I still have to, I'm, I'm in the process of painting all of my ships. I need to actually like sit down and spend a whole day finishing up all the galleons. I've done everything else, but I, I have to like manually, you know, paint a bunch of fleur-de-lis on the French yeah. um, galleon, which is not no, going to be fun. It, it, like it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're very tiny. They're tiny sails. And uh, you know, if you're a perfectionist like me, which I assume you are, you, you want to get it right and not make it look stupid. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. why well, I don't paint anything because I'm such a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. I guarantee you it would be stupid. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish I was a better, better painter, but, you know, it's uh, it's one of those, like, I, I do minis and they're fine. But uh, then I see somebody who does minis who does, like, highlights and, like, sh- deep shading and, like, you know, water, like, or uh, color blending, blending and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I'm just like, oh, I suck. <laughs> 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 but then, you know, I, I always get compliments on my um, stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, but I've, it's nothing like that." That looks so good. So, so this is um, this is just more of a tangent on on general model building because I, I like to build gun kits. If you're familiar, it's just big giant okay. robots. But uh, the the thing that I I genuinely love about the model building hobby is that uh, nine times out of ten, the kits that, or the you know the little miniatures and stuff that you're painting, like they already look good out of the box, and if you you can go as far as you want and it is still an acceptable end point where, you know, you obviously have professional model builders that'll spend, you know, I'll say 70 hours on one singular model. Uh, and you know, and that like, it, you know, it looks beautiful, you know, perfect lines, everything. But then you, you know, you have someone like me where I like, I'll just take, I'll take a model kit and I'll build it, you know, probably three or four hours and then, you know, put some paint aligning on it and I'm done. I don't have to do anything else. And it is still, looks good and it is an acceptable end point for that specific so when you're saying that you could just like build it and just end it wherever you want to like just taking flat black spray paint and going to town you're good it still look good i could make things look good i mean so the trick here is gunpla specifically the kits are um they're already essentially pre they're they're pre-modal plastic yeah they're injected plastic so they already have you'll get three or four or six base colors in the plastic it's not just flat Uh, gray or flat black or whatever so this would be a game that i could play maybe (laughs) (laughs) well it's not it's not a game now (laughs) yeah we've been designing a game yeah now now merchants of marauders yeah those are just flat gray like just straight colors yeah but like for for making gunplay models those are actually oh there's not a game associated with this kind Uh, of uh we we've actually been developing a game for it off and on for for some time now oh Um, maybe we'll uh, have you on next week and i can grill you about this game (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's so just a just a quick rundown of that is um we're we're pretty much almost done with the core rules Uh, we probably need one more play test session to really get it hammered down but the um it is an arcade based game so you're not using um measuring tapes and throwing a ton of d6s it's based off of the D dice system so if you have basically a d4 through d20 you can okay. play the game i can play the game um and uh and, and you basically templates oh, okay like, i have those yeah, two I, that i am yeah. currently not using <laughs> yeah, well, we initially started it just as an uh, basically an x-wing analog to where we just straight ported the whole system and then it just didn't really work out for eight-way movement mm-hmm. so we have basically a double dial system that lets you kind of like choose which way your your guy you know because these are bipedal robots so they need to be able to to move in yeah. every direction at almost mm-hmm. every turn 
and um, it's really fun. Like we've we've had a lot of fun developing it. One of our friends in Atlanta um, has been helping us as well. So it's not just Steven so, and I. Yeah. Are but, they sitting uh, on an octagon? You said eight way. Uh, yeah. So well, you have eight. You have an eight way base, a six way base, and a four way base. Yeah. Basically, to indicate the the maneuvering capabilities of that specific okay. mobile suit. Because so I've been. Uh, Clint's mind is now blown. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, my bl- mind, mind blown, blown for for a way to to represent maneuverability and yeah. um, in. We're just giving away all yeah. the good, all the, the cool things yeah. that we did before we. This is all we had. No, no, <laughs> don't, don't worry. We'll edit it out. Stolen. Podcast, like, it's fine. I, Nobody I, will ever hear. No, 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 no. no totally oh, fine. I was joking. Yeah, I was yeah, definitely no. not going to edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. No one, no one really listens to this anyway. It's true. Nobody actually listens. Nobody important. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, so it's, the, it's, a, it's a bunch of definitely very like, important. It's Clint. a bunch of uh, what, 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 what were you called? A bunch of something nobodies. A bunch of uh, famous nobodies. Famous oh. nobodies. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah, might true. be some famous nobodies listening, <laughs> okay. but you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we guarantee to get you one or two viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, we uh, have uh, had somebody who said that they listen. Uh, so yeah, we, we will have. We have hi, John. We, we have at least one admitted fan. Uh, but uh, so I've been working on a a Pokemon game uh, using it somewhat similar, it, kind of the same idea. Thinking of uh, X Wing, and uh, but using like a circular template or circular base, and using circle uh, like curved templates. I don't know. Still working on it, but mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I was looking at orthogonal and hexagonal. just omnidirectional movements yeah. is it's, is weird in games. Yeah, yeah. And, and and like tabletop. Yeah, games. once you. So one of our biggest things was I I really love the blind, um, uh, basically like yeah. dials down style yeah. game to where it's it's a it's a double blind to where you both are trying to outmaneuver your opponent because that's one of my favorite yeah. parts of yeah. that swing. So, having to design around this this bipedal machine that essentially can just stop or yeah. rotate in place every single turn um, just because that's just the reality of how this would actually function in real life being able to design around that has been a really fun challenge because it is um, a totally different style than like yeah. playing x-wing where you you basically you know unless it's a very weird corner case everything has to move forward yeah. every Dog single fighting. turn and you can always account for that to where but in in this game in gundam gundam tabletop breaker is what we're gtb is what we're calling it uh basically you can't do that so you now you have to it's a little bit more reactionary of what you can do and it's all a shared action pool so if you move it's an action if you shoot it's an action if you want to modify your attack that's also an action and it's through the entire squad Mm. so if you have five units you have to now manage a total of like i think it's like nine actions i think um out of all of that and that includes movement and attacking and any kind of modification Hmm. yeah yeah so it's it's very much so a you can make one unit kind of become a hero or you spread it out and it also kind of makes it a little easier i think to come back in games because as mm-hmm. units are removed your action pool doesn't decrease so you can actually make someone mm-hmm. you know it's like Ooh. oh he's losing his friends and he's going yeah. berserk or whatever uh-huh. it's fascinating uh, huh. a little comeback yeah. mechanic there yeah all right interesting i'm right intrigued but yeah uh-huh. but yeah, as but dan we... keeps 
pointing at I, us. Yeah, well, we can. We, I would, I would gladly. Talk about <laughs> yeah, um, no. Hey, I, I, if you are uh, interested I, in double blind uh, dueling uh, games, I boy, have I got a game for you in like four to six months coming out here <laughs> that I that I was in the playtesting group a while back for. It's, yeah, it's but a game that's not out yet. Dan, I'll we, talk about you it can, eventually. You can talk about that yeah. off offline. Dan keeps we gotta, signaling us to. Yes, it's too we're running late. We're, we're just trying late. to not <laughs> ignoring him. He just keeps circling his finger. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Uh, so uh, we never got to the oh, second Steven, half. Oh, Stephen, shout out to people. Yeah. Oh, well, shout I mean, out yourself. You know, the, the simple. <laughs> I don't want to shout out myself. <laughs> the simplest, the easiest shout outs, you know, to, to the people who are out there, you know, uh, Matt was already talking about, you know, Legacy 2.0 community, people like Dion, D, uh, who are still, you know, making it work, making stuff happen. You know, there's this, this acrylic maker who's local to me who's still, you know, helping provide <laughs> support and these kind of things. Uh, but all those people, it's, it's still great to see, you know, the community mostly functioning well. Uh, so, yeah, shout out for them. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and myself. Yes, yeah, you do. <laughs> Good work. Good work, Steve. Right. We're proud of you. Uh, so check these guys out on the Spoilers Intended Podcast. Again, it was spoilersintendedpodcast.com, right? Okay. And yes. they have a Discord and Patreon. So if you like them, sign up for that as well. Uh, also, help us pay for hosting fees. Also, uh, Thank you to our patrons and keep patroning and uh, we have a Discord and a Facebook and all that kind of jive as well. Hit that up uh-huh. and uh, maybe hit us up for some games. We do Aces High. so Yeah, we've been doing some uh, some online TTS play uh, now and again. I We just we just had an Aces High event, I think, last week right, or something yeah. like that. Um, and we do plan to continue doing those periodically, so stay tuned. Uh, we will announce such things as they happen, but yeah. Uh, yeah, and just just a second that uh, join the uh, the Midwest Scrubs Discord. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is a yep, good time. It is, it very, is a good Discord. Very little X-wing discussion. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you wanted to know about literally anything but X-wing, come to our it's Discord. Good yeah, it's a good place. And then we, all of a sudden, people will just talk about X-wing, like yeah. in in between uh-huh. it all. Also it's, X-wing. Yeah, it's, it is weird. Beer, it's a yeah. really weird Discord. DIY projects, painting, yeah. food. X-wing, Legos, Legos, a lot of Legos, of Legos. Pictures, of Legos. Of pictures of cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's secret hidden <laughs> places that some people don't know about that we talk about and do other, other things. things. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about you, League of Legend players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. If you what we, what we do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you if you like if you like Discord and you like X-Wing and also lots of other things, you know, consider Join joining the Midwest Scrub Discord. Steven, thank you for shouting out our Discord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't even do it. <laughs> well, we we mention talk. our Discord we sometimes. Yeah. I link it in every show notes there that I know. remember to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, thanks for coming on, guys. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Okay, bye-bye. Hello, boy are you brainless? No, not really, no. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Don't do that again. Many Gungans will be killed. Ah, Lucifer is well seen.